Welcome to another edition of the Uncapped Liquid Lunch. Today we're joined by our friend Dan Von Miller. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's I, close enough. I say Ball Miller, Bal Miller. If you want to be German about it, and we'll but, ju- yep. we'll just say I did it right. Um, <laughs> from uh, one of the co-founders of Full Tilt Brewing out in Baltimore, we've talked to uh, Nick a couple times, but. We've never had Dan grace our presence, so it's a nice treat for today. Yeah, you can uh, thank the uh, COVID-19 pandemic for that. Uh, freed up my schedule a little more. Um, it's just uh, Nick and I still working our other other jobs while we get this thing up and running. And um, so I've had a little more free time to do some of this um, over-the-air stuff. So it's been, it's been cool to finally get my face out there, um, unfortunately, for everyone else. <laughs> When maybe we even get to see better Dan at some point. <laughs> That's right. I don't think yeah, that joke's ever going to get, gonna get old. <laughs> at least to me. No. <laughs> no. That's that's what we do here on the Unca- Uncapped uh, podcast uh, is uh, we mock Dan, which uh, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm all about. I can take it. I that, can take a joke. That's also cool. another one of our taglines. <laughs> um, so <laughs> speaking of better Dan um i'm drinking some dan's jams or dan's jam um uh graham's gonna show up the label for the um not what i'm drinking because i'm drinking the blackberry current current is it current or current i always hear both oh never mind Um, graham is showing that one i i honestly don't even know i i think it's current but i don't know i'm not the type to to correct you so that's um i'm drinking that this is delicious i had the um pomegranate one earlier this week on our first attempt at recording a podcast with hop havoc uh we had some major technical difficulties and we actually just wrapped up the second attempt this morning um so i had that one earlier in the week and i liked it way more than i was expecting to because i'm not a big fan of pomegranate um but this this one is amazing yeah. Um, so, so you're talking about the Dan's Jams uh, Sour Series. Obviously, I'm Dan. I'm not the better Dan. I'm just regular Dan. Um, we prefer really, lesser Dan. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's really just all about mocking me. It would seem. <laughs> but um, I'm not, I'm not a huge sour beer guy. Like, um, I can drink one and like recognize one that's good, one that's bad, or one that I care for more or less. Um, but really, like when I think about like a drinking session or like I'm going to drink some beers, um, sour beer is not for me. It's like too much like too acidic, um, too much like drinking juice and not like what I consider like a beer. Um, so the guys like to get on me about how I don't get excited and um, about these different sours. So um, it just it somehow it took off like, oh, it's dance jams um, or, you know, that's dance jam. So now like the label. Um, we have like me relaxing out by my pool um, in like a pool of, of these different fruits, which like everyone knows that, like that I'm not huge in a fruited beer. So it's, and um, and I'm in a Pearl Jam shirt, like of varying um, album covers in each one. So I don't know. I I can make fun of myself. So I, I love it. I, <laughs> I think it's pretty fun. Shortly after we were told that story, <clears throat> the newspaper hired like two other Chris's. So I insisted that I be referred to as best Chris and then 
each one, I didn't care which one it was, but one was lesser Chris and one was worst Chris. <laughs> so your best? Yeah. That was okay. the only thing I insisted on. It's not it's not as catchy because it doesn't uh, sync up to uh, Pearl Jam's Better Man. Yeah, not so quite like as cold. So, can't find a better band. You know, I didn't look closely at that label, but is it the same pool as from Funkle? Um, no, but uh, like that could be confusing. But yeah, I, I thought that. that no, I think that's supposed to be like Danny Glazier's house. That would have been an awesome crossover, though. Like if it would have been the exact same pool as Funkle that you were floating in. <laughs> I, I think it's the same artist, so I, I think that's probably why it, it looks the same. He, it's probably just how he yeah. envisions a pool. It just fit into like the full to- full tilt universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's somewhere out there in our comic series, or Hops the Cat comics. Which I do love that Hops the Cat is chilling right over your left shoulder during the whole episode. <laughs> oh, is he there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely set up in front of the mural. It's one of the coolest spots you could sit in front of. Yeah, now I like. I feel like we need a mural in our studio because I feel very inferior to your background. <laughs> uh, they're not, they're not cheap, um, unless you can find the right guy. Um, but yeah, the guy did an awesome job. Um, his uh, his Instagram's at Mister Easy and um, at Three Eyes Art. Uh, check those guys out. They like combine on the. Uh, on the whole mural um the three eyes guys they like they aged the wall and uh, made it look like it had been there forever and um and then mr easy like did the cat uh, he does a lot of really cool stuff out there and one thing one thing about going back to dan's jams um one of the thing about this beer that um i told you when you called me to point out that i was running late is that the head retention on this beer is ridiculous because i wanted to take a picture in our studio real it was supposed to be quick before uh going live with you but i i was a little aggressive with my pour and then i just never recovered from the 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 amount of head and head retention of this beer well i guess uh jordan will have to take that as a compliment i'll have to oh it's a compliment it's oh, a yeah. compliment for Jordan and an indictment of my poor pouring skills. Poor <clears throat> we'll forgive you. No matter how many crowlers I pour, I am still atrocious at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly I'm not the greatest either, but yeah. <laughs> We're operating right now. So that, that's a good that's a good segue. Um our, uh, our new GM, Katie, uh, she's great. Um, she has been, um, she's back there filling beer me orders. So uh, thanks to Brendan and um, and Brian, um, or Brendan from True Respite and, and Brian, his, his buddy that's an investor um, that built that site. It's it's incredible. But um, yeah, Katie's, Katie's building orders and sending people out right now. And um, it's a busy Friday, so we're booming today, which is nice. But yeah. Um, but yeah, she's tempted to just walk back here and pretend like I'm not here. Um, so, but yeah, it's 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 been amazing this, the whole beer me beer me thing. And I and I actually like, um, I think I first saw it on Facebook somewhere. Um, True respite sharing their beer me site, and um, I just kind of looked at it like everything else you see on the internet. Like, ah, okay, cool. And then I'll be honest with you, that like rush episode that you did um, with with Brendan and um, Jim. 
from BAM um, was like really opened my eyes to it. I remember I was grocery shopping, um, listening to your guys' podcast, and um, and I heard the story about how it was started and how um, altruistic um, what what those guys were doing um, for the community was. And I think uh, before I even got home, I called Nick and told him about it, and I was like, "We have to do this." And I think we we got set up like that night or the next day. So um, I guess um, I really I might have gotten here eventually anyway, but I truly need to thank the Uncapped Podcast. Um, and Chris for making that happen because um, it's been amazing for us. So like, it's, it's definitely going to help us survive this whole thing. That's so, awesome. Thanks to all you guys. Well, you're welcome. And <clears throat> thank you for listening to be able to hear that. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I'm a huge fan. We listen uh, to every episode. We're going to have um, Brian on to do a liquid lunch. Um, I need to set that up with him. So maybe hopefully next week or the following I'm really curious to learn more about the ins and outs of it because I, it seems to have grown and evolved quite a bit from when Brendan was on and we originally talked about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's insane. Like he just keeps adding to it. Like basically, if you're a client um, of theirs, or probably even if you're a customer, um, you can just say, "Hey Brian, um, did you ever think about adding this feature?" Um, and he comes up with it because at, at first you would just go to their site and then you could you could find the different brewery clients that they had. Like you could click on Full Tilt Brewing, click on Asteria, click on True Respite, some of the first ones that I saw. And then you would just type in your address and try to see if they delivered to you. And like, it just keeps getting better and better because now you can type in your address and then um, it'll pull up. It'll say like, you know, these brewery, breweries deliver to your door and these you can order um, carry out, which, you know, obviously you can go to any of them. But, um, and it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they just come up with like a new feature seemingly every other day. And um, Brian's like extremely uh, responsive. It's, it's incredible. Nice. Yeah, Ed, he seems to just be constantly working on that for how quickly it's evolving. Yeah, um, I think, I, Chris, I was talking to you the other day. I, Maybe he's furloughed or laid off or, or um, I, I don't know how he has the time to do what he, he does, but he's seemingly available 24 seven. So it, it's, it's like the pretty much the best customer service I've ever seen. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know how he's doing it. I, I talked to him um, the other day and um, I was asking him for some help um, on the whole, uh, on, on setting my delivery territories because um, it's confusing to a lot of people that like Baltimore city is not a part of Baltimore County. And there wasn't an option for Baltimore City. So I was just making sure that like we, we weren't messing ourselves up. And, um, and I talked to him and I was just like, hey, um, by the way, man, I really appreciate you. And I, you know, I hope at the end of this, you get rich. And he's just like, well, you know, if, um, if we can just keep some people employed and um, keep some people in business, that'll be worth it to me. And um, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's a saint, um, but <laughs> I, I, I hope he gets rich. Um, I, I really do. I, I think um, I, I don't know how the laws are going to go when this all ends, um, like if they're just going to repeal the delivery. Um, but I I hope it sticks around because I think when they do open bars, I, I think there's going to be some hesitancy for people to get back out. Um, so I I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to stick around. I think they're going to stick around for us. Like when we launch a new beer, like, you know, people can kind of pre-order that way. Yeah. So I, I, I think. I, I hope he gets a huge payout. 
one um one positive takeaway from all of this is that there's been a spotlight shined on a lot of great people during the whole COVID-19 thing that there are there are a lot of really great people out there that are doing everything they possibly can to help others. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, in times of struggle, that's when you see um, people's true colors and, you know, you get a chance to be a hero of your own um, or in, in your own situation. So, um, yeah, a lot of people are stepping up and, and taking care of people. And, um, you know, for some people, it's it's small and, um, you know, like us, we're just trying to keep people employed um keep the lights on and and make it out to the other side but you know um there's people taking up causes like the um like the other half uh collab that we're canning today i was um, just going to transition to that <laughs> yeah there we go um those guys you're like a professional <laughs> um i think you're just like tricking me into um into <laughs> these transitions but i i appreciate it but um yeah so those guys came up the, the guys from other half um they have a lot of their different IPAs that they call like, um, I think the original one was like all green, everything. Yeah. And, um, so they'll have like different things, like all, all Citra, everything. So, um, they came out with this collaboration effort, like nationwide, um, called all together. And basically they'd send everyone like the artwork and they'd send everyone the recipe and say like, Hey, make this, um, and show us how you're going to support your community or sh- support your bar and, um, and how you're going to do it um what we ch- we chose to go with is just to go um 100 of the profits to our staff um because you know there's a lot of full-timers um here that relied on um bar wages and like those have been significantly cut and um so that's what we've chosen to do um you know some people have chosen like different like guilds or, or whatever but i mean we wanted to help out the people that are right here working hard for us um i don't know that's what we went with. Yeah. Well, I would, I mean, I would assume they're losing a lot in tip revenue during all this. So, or tip, tip income, not revenue. It, for sure. I mean, I mean, we were fortunate enough. I know Chris, I've heard you talk a lot of times about like, depending on when these breweries started, you know, what the model was like, obviously like your heavy seas of the world, like when they opened up and, and were founded, like there wasn't this whole tap room movement. It wasn't even legal. So, um, you know, they're like a regional distribution brewery, whereas like, you know, we're fortunate enough um, or unfortunate, depending on your perspective, to only just get funded in 2018. So um, we were able to see the writing on the wall that like, you know, the market was going to flood and you really need to be about having like a great experience for everyone. And what we've chosen to do is become a neighborhood bar here in Homeland, um, the Homeland neighborhood. Um, We're like two miles south of... uh, Towson University um and so like that um that's worked for us but I mean most of our employees are relying on tips because like that's our model we're a bar and um and now we're closed so it's just you know it's tough for those guys and that was a a pretty big shift for you guys though because I mean you started out as a pure distribution model yeah um yeah yeah, I'm sure it's been talked about um, on on uh, this podcast before, but yeah, we start in, in case you're, this is your first time hearing about us. We started out as um, uh, contract brewing with Peabody Heights, and from day one, we always said like, well, one day we're gonna have our own brewery. Um, but 
you know, it just took us so long. Like we, our, our first batch came out um, right around New Year's 2013. And we opened the doors here like in December of 2018. So, um, so yeah, I mean, so we were distribution only. We didn't have a tap room and um, especially contract brewing, your, your margins are even thinner. So it's really, we were just spinning our wheels um, trying to get open, finally did. Um, which, uh, which model do you like better? Ha. I, I mean, I don't think there's any money in our, in our previous <laughs> model. So I, I like this model and no disrespect to Peabody, but I think, I think they'll tell you like they're there to like supplement people and help people out. I don't really see how you can sustain yourself doing that, um, in the long run. So I, I much prefer this model. Um, we get to like leave our imprint on the brand and, um, Oh, so much more. Um, you know, when we were at Peabody, um, we could only make batches, um, especially starting out between 75 and hundred barrels. And, um, you know, our spot now we're at 15 barrel, um, and it's our fermenter. So if we want to brew less, we, um, than that, we, we can, it's, that's yeah. our choice. Um, well, it's nice to have the option. Um, and, um, and we can kind of leave our imprint, um, uh, on the brand. So, and the market so much more. I would imagine even though there's more things for you to have to worry about, it's still way more fun, though, to operate a taproom-focused brewery than one that um, relies solely on distribution because you, you can interact with your customers a lot more and oh yeah, see yeah, the absolutely. fruits of your labors being uh, consumed. Uh, yep, abs- absolutely. Like, um yeah, you can interface with the customer directly. Um, you know, this sounds corny, but like, you know, we built up a community here. Um, and, um, you know, we had, we test out the beers with our regulars. Um, so it, it, it's just great. Um, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. We're able to do live music, right. Um, which, which we love. Um, like, I don't know if you guys saw the, the beer Maria, um, concert stuff we did back in January. Um, that was amazing. That was the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. Um, if, if you guys don't know, um, Alex Gaskarth of, um, all time low is one of our friends and, and an investor. And, um, he's a great guy. Um, he's, you know, complete rock star. Like his band sold out Wembley stadium. Um, I don't know what that is like a hundred thousand people. It's probably the most, um, famous stadium in the world. And he sold that out before. Um, so he decided that he would play uh, full tilt brewing and launched this beer called Beer Maria, um, named after uh, or a spinoff of their their hit song "Dear Maria, Count Me In," and um, that was the best thing that's ever happened to our brand. As oh, man, it's incredible. We have people still coming out um, all the time. We had people that flew in from California, Washington State, Texas, Maine. That's awesome. Uh, I I think there was a couple people from Brazil. I'd like. Jeez. I don't know if they actually came. <laughs> I don't know if they actually came just for, for this, but I mean, it's wild. So, I mean, anything we can do, um, you know, to introduce new people to our brand and, um, Nick and I like rock and roll and, um, we'd like to keep doing that. Um, honestly, I was trying to work with a, a bunch of new, a bunch of other artists, um, that come, come up with this, um, kind of, uh, beer and music uh, collaboration where basically you launch a, a beer can and you have a acoustic rock show here. And I, you know, I was shooting the moon and trying to get some pretty big artists and I was actually really successful. 
Um, and now it's kind of all on hold. So it's really frustrating. That's both awesome and sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully they're still interested when we can open back up. I'm sure they'll be very interested in then by then because they haven't been performing or uh, being able to get in front of any kind of audience in the meantime. Right. I, I hope so. Um, going back to all together real quick, did um, you guys just brew the recipe or did you put your fingerprint on it? Um, I, we just brewed the recipe. Okay. Um, I Yeah. I would have to have Jordan here to talk if he had to like tweak anything a tiny bit to fit fit our system. But um, uh, I kind of get the feeling that they wanted you to make their recipe um, if their name's going to be on it. I, I don't think they just wanted you to do whatever you whatever in the world you wanted okay but maybe i'm wrong uh nick and jordan handle that one uh, a little more a whole lot more than me if i'm being honest yeah i think they had parameters the follow i'm not 100 percent sure um but i know like idiom um just turned up the hops uh oh, yeah. to to their level of hopping um oh yeah so you're saying and, mike's gonna have the best one um it is <laughs> really really good i had one last night um i've only i've had his and i've had saints row but i'm mm. i'm actually and he tweaked it also so i actually love that um you uh you guys brewed it to the recipe because i didn't buy any of theirs because i've been trying to just exclusively get maryland beer while this is all going on so i'm gonna have to find some of yours to try and it'll be kind of like the control for everyone else's that I can compare it to. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you some of those and, um, and get you some notes on what Jordan says he did. Um, yeah. So, um, um, and then I want to talk about the, I really loved the East coast, West coast IPA, um, beers that you put out. I haven't tried them yet. Um, I, I just assume they're going to be good because, uh, as, uh, I've told you that Jordan was an excellent ac acquisition for full tilt because he has been making some great beer, but I'm basing my love of those beers at this point, just purely on the labels, <laughs> but right. I look forward to trying them. Yeah. Um, they're, they're good. Um, so the impetus uh, for those beers is our, our buddy Scooter. Um, he's a bartender at Max's. Um, works at the upstairs bar um, most of the time. But um, he's been one of our friends, or one of our oldest friends since we've been in the business. Awesome guy. Um, probably Nick's best friend. And um, Nick and Scooter like lived in Cannes together, and they would get together and drink and, um, and watch different wrestling events. Okay. Um, just, just big children, um, it would seem. <laughs> And um, I, I did watch wrestling back in the day, but I just I, I don't have time for it anymore. But so, yeah, Scooter's come up with this brand um, called the Humble Beer Society. Um, I'm not totally sure what all he has planned for it, but it's just a it's a merchandise uh, promotional brand that he has going. And it's pretty cool. And we love to help out Scooter and work with him. So can't, uh, we had this idea to come up with like a ipa combo pack where like it was kind of similar one was east coast style one was west coast style so you know the one finished a lot sweeter and more hazy and then the other one finished uh, more bitter um obviously the west coast so we kind of 
for our for our old school or a West Coast double IPA. I'm, I'm holding it up for the people that are watching. Um, we went with like a Ric Flair style, um, you know, not officially endorsed, but it may or may not look like him. <laughs> and um, and then for the uh, for the East Coast, New England, um, we went with uh, something that may or may not look like uh, like John Cena. Um, and so they both are labeled at 8.2 percent um, ABV. Uh, both finished pretty close to that. And um, and I, I like them both. I think um, Jordan nailed the uh, Ric Flair, um, the West Coast double IPA to what double IPAs used to be. Um, you know, they didn't have as citrusy or as fruity of aromas and, um, and flavors, which we all love now. And they finished a little more bitter. So um, I've, I've been watching the ratings and definitely people prefer the, the New England or the Hazy. Um, but that's just kind of where taste have evolved to. And um, I, I don't think that's to any fault of Jordan's. Like, he, you know, he made a style that, that people don't like as much anymore. Well, those people are wrong um, because West Coast IPAs are phenomenal. Um, so actually, I look forward to hearing what you think of them trying to nap whenever you get to taste that. And yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying uh, Jordan's west coast ipa because i first started talking about making that beer way back when he would have been the one to brew it so i'll i'll just i'll look at that one as what uh his version of i'm trying to nap would have been okay that's awesome yeah i forgot to bring your beers here today which um is awesome because that means i'm gonna you don't have to share yeah <laughs> probably drink them tonight honestly so i'm i'm excited so the um all together is coming out today. What else are you releasing today? Um, today we're canning um, an another batch of uh, Baltimore Pale Ale, uh, you know, our oldest flagship. Um, I think that's going on right now. Uh, hopefully it's not too terribly noisy, but like this active canning going on um, over my, my left shoulder. Um, we're canning Memorial Pills, which we've been out of for a while. Um, nice to have a craft pilsner like I'm, I'm a huge lager pilsner fan um so I, i'm excited about that one and then yeah we're switching over doing the other half and then we're doing oh i do have these we have the uh the iheart city life um beer like that um we're just restocking um uh, so we definitely brewed a lot of it um at the time we thought the tap room would still be open we'd have a bunch of parties um basically iheart city life if if you've been around Baltimore very much, uh, you see those bumper stickers everywhere. It's the yellow, like I heart city life, um, sticker. It's, um, it's, it comes from live Baltimore, which is a nonprofit in Baltimore that, um, focuses on retaining population into Baltimore city, helping people find affordable housing. Um, and, um, just helping people out. They're a great organization, great people. So, um, we partnered up with them. Um, we're doing like, basically a seasonal series so the first the first seasonal that we did was uh was just a straight hazy um and the uh this one's a, a session ipa that's um it's also kind of goes hazy yeah that's like another cool collab that you scored um just as a heads up our the live stream died um to facebook but i'll be releasing the audio to this so we can we can still go longer Okay, is it my Wi-Fi? No, it was. I think the um, app crashed on Graham's laptop, or or 
Oh, okay. actually, it well, may have been it may have been your Wi-Fi because he said your feed died died. Uh, so, but we'll keep talking. Um, although it looks like the Facebook thing keeps sputtering back and forth. Who cares? Well, I'll I'll be uploading the audio to this one. I'm recording it so people can still hear w what we say. All right. Well, I'm sorry about my role in that. I appreciate y'all having me on. Oh, it's no fun. Hey, it's no problem. This trying to do these. I mean, we we gave um, everyone close to a half an hour of video, so they should be happy. Um, okay. And this uh, this new testing out. Uh, streaming things has been a a fun experiment we've had we've run into a lot of uh technical difficulties so far right i know i know you you all are being responsible and uh, maintaining your social distance um would you will you or like do you feel uh up to like having in-person interviews or are you just sticking to remote right now right in now what's going on? yeah right now we're just sticking to um remote partially to protect ourselves but partially also to protect guests from having to come in and i think i would have to go places because our building is shut down right now too so i think technically i wouldn't even be allowed to bring people in so it, God. Hey, i'd have to hey, see it's audio people. only yeah well here i'll take a screenshot of that You'll have to. Um, <laughs> tell me you waited too long me. to be cute. Well, here, tell uh, tell him to come back. I'll take a screenshot of that. Hey Nick. Hey Nick. Nick, come back. Chris is gonna screenshot. Because I can um, I can still see you. It's just it's not streaming anymore. Jordan Jordan had this idea um, to do something ridiculous um, in light of the the COVID. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, what's up, Nick? We have a we have a ridiculous um, video that we're making of a bunch of people in inflatable spacesuits, and um, that should be that should be dropping within the next couple of days. So you'll see see what he's talking about. It's it's more ridiculous in person than it was on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like I'm impressed and appalled. I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. What's the What's the um, other inflatable costume? I think um, Pickle Rick oh, um, nice. from Rick and Morty yeah. fame. Um, there should be a Pickle Rick uh, sighting, and then I think the other three of us are astronauts. Um, I think I think Jordan wants to keep this going, so I don't, I don't know how much of our money we're going to just waste buying <laughs> ridiculous things. But uh, all profits are just going them. into costumes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, I, I, Jordan comes from, you know, the Tyler Crease uh, school of ridiculous videos. So I think maybe he misses that a little bit, making making these ridiculous videos that Tyler makes. So he's, he's trying to drag us into it. But we'll see. Well, I mean, it worked. It worked over at Hysteria. So you may bring some of the um, viral video love to Full Tilt. Yeah, may as well. We've, we've had a couple of them. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you, if you all follow us on the socials, but... We had um, we have a claw machine in our tap room that we like. I we shared put, that like, one out. Product. Yeah, the, yeah, it, we have the. Because there, there was yeah, one so that anyway, was like, uh, "Did Carol kill her husband?" Was it? Yeah, was, yeah, that. And um, and I Heart City Life, the full tilt pack was um, was yes, and then the Coors Light uh, twelve pack was no. 
Um, so I don't know. We're just having fun doing some ridiculous stuff in here. Um, it's been good. What's up? So, yeah. Um, so we're trying trying to keep that kind of stuff going um, as, as much as we can, entertain the people and um, entertain Jordan, more importantly. <laughs> keep him happy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, is there what, what else do you have coming up that we can look forward to? Well, so, um, you, you had the, uh, the Blackberry or gosh, I, I don't even know my own. That's why they're dance jams. I don't pay attention. You, you had the Blackberry one and then there's a pomegranate and boysenberry one. Um, we have two other, um, dance jams coming out soon. Um, one of them's like the gummy worms. Um, I tried like a sample of it. It tasted like a sour gummy worm. So like that was wild. Um, and then there's another fruited dance jams. Um, we're going to finally get back to our roots of these hops, the cat comic books. We just awesome. keep getting pulled in different directions and we only have so many fermenters. So we have another edition of the galactic cat series, um, coming out soon. And, um, I don't know. I think, I really think you need to do at, at least a limited run of cans of the sour gummy worm one. Cause I think you guys maybe posted on Instagram or Facebook. I saw a picture of the can and that artwork is too awesome for it not to end up on a can. Oh, they, they, they're going to be in cans. Okay. Um, we, we plan on getting them like uh, next week, I want to say. So yeah. Uh, or at awesome. least the, the first two are going to be in cans um, coming up real, real quick. And um, yeah, the, the gummy worm and the other one, um, they'll be canned in like a, a month or less. So yeah, definitely. They're making their way to cans. Um, it's just, uh, Chris, we, we had talked about this in a parking lot. Um, it, it's, uh, it's sensitive canning these fruited sours. Like the, the risk to refirm is terrible. I mean, there's nothing worse than getting, um, a call from your distributor or a call from a liquor store saying, Hey, um, somebody bought your four pack and it exploded inside this guy's, um, inside this guy's car on the way home. And he's ticked and he's sending you a dry cleaning and detailing <laughs> bill. I mean, it's the worst. It hits you in a wallet and you feel bad and you figure that guy's probably never going to buy, you know, full tilt or whichever brewery did that again, at least in the moment you feel like that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and as soon as you send them out to distro and out to some of these stores, you really have no control over how they're handling them. Um, they're, you know how it is. There's so many different kinds of beers out there and there's only so much cooler space and you know, the Bud Light and Coors Light, um, that's always in the cooler, right? So, you're fighting for a pretty tight space and, and you can't guarantee that it's going to be handled uh, properly. Um, so we're going to try to keep those dance jams inside, inside here um, as best we can. And I mean, maybe that'll make it kind of more of a, more of a drawing that like you have to come here or you have to order via beer me if you want dance jams. Yeah, we're not going to let you treat it. Like rat. I mean, I think there's, um, there's a precedence for breweries doing that where like, those beers that have to be handled with a little more care only being sold through the tap room direct to customers so that they can, they can get that messaging across. Well, that, I mean, that's great because like, you know, sometimes you feel like when, you know, when you're doing these deliveries and, um, and you're doing these tap room exclusive beers, you're kind of biting the hand that feeds a little bit, um, or at least the hand that used to feed in your distributor and the stores that have been loyal to you. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like you tiptoe or like walk that line. Like you don't want to be disrespectful to the people that help you out, but it's just like, look, 
it's not a good system for us to send it out that way and end up, you know, we're going to end up taking off your customers and, you know, not making any friends of ours. So it's, it's, it, it's tough. You try to walk the line. Yeah. All right, man. Um, I'm going to let you get back to canning. I'm going to go do my boring part of my job. Uh, Great. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, and um, thanks to everyone that's listened this far. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I I, uh, I listen to every single episode. Appreciate everyone that comes on Chris's podcast, and uh, appreciate Chris for, for having this. Um, I think it's a tremendous service to the, to the industry. I can't say enough how much I appreciated that episode with Brendan and Jim. Um, it, I don't know, it left a huge impression on me. And um, I hope you just keep going. I mean, some of these like these people, you're talking to different distillers that are creating san um, sanitizer solution. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. You're doing the Lord's work. Uh, might be what you love, but like to me, I truly appreciate it. And I'm not just uh, kissing your ass, Chris. <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, so All right. thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching most of this and hopefully listening to all of it. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.